0: we have them. We've established Transporter Lock, the Star Trek podcast. Join Ken and Sabriel each week as they explore strange new episodes, seek out new plots and new characters, and boldly go where no podcast has gone before.
1: Hello and welcome back to Transporter Lock. It's been a long road getting from there to here. I am Captain Sabriel Maston on this journey, and as always, I have my chief engineer, Ken Gagney. Hello, Ken.
0: Hello, Captain Sabriel. How are you today?
1: I'm doing pretty dang good. Here we got uh Picard is back, and uh now you're thinking with portals.
0: <laughs> yes, I am. That's exactly what I was thinking of this past week, and I had no idea how terrifying portals could be. <laughs> i mean, like,
1: i I won't go into it anymore. But when I saw that scene, I just went. I literally said, "Like I cussed my <laughs> <the> screen." <laughs> we'll talk more about that in a minute. But
0: uh... yeah, uh, this was it. Was great to finally have Picard back on the air. It's been a while for you and me since we've had one of these podcasts, and a lot's changed. I would say, at least for me, uh, this is the most time zone difference there's ever been between us. Seven hours.
1: That is. Um quite a difference here trying to get our schedules to align
0: <laughs> yeah and having to use a vpn to watch star trek picard on the us-based paramount plus account that i own to get it to work from here in budapest hungary
1: and speaking of vpns you can get a subscription off uh nord VPN. no uh any ads
0: <laughs> why is nord vpn the one everybody goes to i don't even I use mean- nord
1: I know, I I don't get it either. They're making their big push. Netflix did it back in the day to get everyone online, and so now it's NordVPN.
0: Okay, well, their day has come, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, I am seven hours ahead of you, which is working out really well for me in watching Star Trek, actually, because you probably watch Star Trek, if uh, history is any indicator, almost first thing when you wake up, like around 6 or 7 a.m., is that right? Yep,
1: I make coffee, make my English muffins, and then watch Star Trek.
0: Ooh, English muffins so i watch it at 9 a.m which is later than you but i'm watching it at 2 a.m your time so i'm basically watching it i I, like i had to keep refreshing every hour on the hour because i didn't know which midnight it would become available at (laughs) and it turns out it's midnight pacific time west coast united states Mm -hmm. and so like i am working 2 to 10 p.m uh, my local time. So I wake up around seven, I have a leisurely breakfast, a shower, and then I sit down, I watch Star Trek, and then I have four hours to think about what I've done until <laughs> I go to work.
1: I basically know my experience watching Star Trek all these years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so jealous. Finally, I get to live the life of Sabriel, at least a little mm-hmm.
1: bit. A little bit. Uh, I think one sad note before we begin, I think it would be remiss to um, honor Annie Worshing. She played the board Queen in Season 2 of Picard, and she's been on Star Trek before.
0: Yeah, and she recently passed away, I think, at the age of 43 from cancer.
1: Uh, About that, she was um, not much older than me here.
0: Yeah, that was really surprising. 45. 45. Yeah, I, I had no idea she was sick, and she was somebody who we'd just seen performing recently. It was almost like... When Chadwick Boseman passed away because like he had just been in Black Panther saying, I never yielded. And we had no idea he was sick that whole time. And clearly Annie was as well when she was recording Picard season two. I think uh, think
1: most people, she didn't tell most people,
0: which is totally understandable. That's her private health information and she has no need to publicize it, but it makes it all the more surprising and shocking when it finally happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a bummer. I was just like, when I heard that, I was just like, what? Uh,
0: yeah, because as we discussed last year, I had also seen her on the TV show *Timeless*, where she played a villain in the second season. And that's right, that's right. at at first, I didn't even recognize her in Picard because why would I? She had so much makeup on, but she did a fantabulous job in both shows.
1: Uh, her first acting job was *Star Trek* as well. Really? She was on *Star Trek: Enterprise*. There was that one episode. I think it was season one. She played as a younger gal who didn't realize that she was living with a bunch of holograms with holographic Renee Avergine.
0: That's right, that's right. Uh, so yeah. yeah that, was
1: her. that was her first acting credit, apparently. I cannot vouch for this, Is just what an article said.
0: Yeah, I was so... I was not expecting to see her name at the end of this episode of Picard when I said, for Annie. And I didn't even say her last name, but those of us you know know who that meant. You know, you know... Yeah. And that actually for me was the most emotional moment in this episode. Uh was oh, seeing right. her name. The the second most emotional up moment was something else you've alluded to which we'll be talking about, but I think the uh the for Annie since it was so real and so recent that j- and it caught me off guard. That, that surprised yeah. me. It kind of reminds me of on Enterprise, the actor Kelly Waymire, who played Ensign Cutler, who was meant to be a love interest for Dr. Phlox, mm-hmm. and she passed away in her early 40s.
1: I had such a crush on her.
0: <laughs> I can see why. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's why she, the character never reappeared. It's not because they decided, oh, we don't want to go down that plot line. Uh, they just stopped using the character because the actor was no longer available, and that really sucks, I mean, especially for you and I, who are about that age, actually, I take it back she was only thirty six when she passed, and it just hits so much closer to home for you know like that could be you, that could be me, and especially with this pandemic, well, we're starting this episode on a positive note, aren't we? but
1: <laughs> we are
0: yeah, let's talk about Picard,
1: yes, this is. Picard season three, episode one. I'm so happy to show us back. The next generation. <laughs> I like this title. They actually, we have a title again on the show and it was part one, the next generation.
0: Oh, I don't remember it being part one. Is it?
1: Yeah. Huh? Um, it was only, I, nothing said that. It was just something that had in the show, but man, uh, we have the music, the homage to the wrath of Khan with in the 25th century or whatever it was, um, the start.
0: Uh, Oh, is that what that was? Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's just like wow. And then the very short intro sequence, right away I was taken back, like, wow, things are (laughs) different this time around. This is a movie.
0: (laughs) I'm wondering if they're doing that just for the first episode, because as we've seen with TNG season one, with Discovery season one, the premieres were actually two episodes that were cut in half. You know, it should have been one two hour movie. And I'm wondering if they're doing that this time. Because also, Picard season two, I felt the first two episodes were great. And then it just went downhill. So I I feel like even though you and I agreed to do a podcast after just the very first episode, we may be premature. And I think the first two episodes are really what's going to give us the direction of this season.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean It's something I've expressed multiple times now. Like, Discovery and Picard are meant to be binged. If you don't have to watch this week by week like we are as we're recording this, don't. Uh, you get so much more out of it from binging, uh, honestly. And it's a shame. But And I hope maybe Picard season three will change that. But I'm not holding on. I'm not holding my breath.
0: If we didn't have a podcast, could you actually make yourself wait nine weeks to watch not all okay. of Picard? <laughs> so it's not like you have to do it because of this show. It's because you want to.
1: I want to, but I mean, if someone in the future is like, I'm going to give this podcast a shot, <laughs> like, uh, go back, uh, go finish the show before you, <laughs> before you come back and listen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause this shows is all of them have this thing of like setting us up. We're like, what's going to happen. We have zero clue, literally nothing hints or everything's a red herring. Like it's so hard to like speculation is not my favorite thing. But even in these shows, they make it intentionally <laughs> possible.
0: I mean, I have some ideas I'm looking forward to sharing with you, but I suspect you know even more than I do, not only because you have a better eye for detail, but also I suspect you watched some trailers that I did not. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and is that and,
1: still the case? Make sure I'll temper my spoilers.
0: I still have not seen okay, okay. Uh, many see trailers. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, then maybe that is a good thing to start on. or not start but go continue on what do you think this season might be about
0: <laughs> what's it about i know or it's or,
1: about. or or a, whatever that term means or what might be happening yeah. uh, i don't take it literally
0: okay because w- what it's about is for me just getting the old gang back together you know and, uh-huh. and beyond that who cares uh w- what w- but what is going to happen uh what is happening well for though I mean we do have the rare listener who actually doesn't watch the show so a brief recap is Picard got a distress signal from Beverly Crusher who he hasn't talked to in 20 years so he and Riker go off to save her meanwhile Raffi has gone undercover to find some technology that's been stolen from the Datafram Institute which is now being used as a weapon that's that's the long and the short of it of course these two things are related we just don't know how it's far too early to know how mm-hmm. Uh, but based on some rumors I read online, I I think not only are we going to see some old friends get back together, but there's going to be some tie-in to why it's this cast and crew in particular that are being pulled into this adventure. Uh, but I, I really don't have an idea of the arc overall. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a universe-threatening thing like mm-hmm. what Discovery is every season. I don't think it's necessarily personal to Picard's journey as a person like last season was all about. Uh-huh. I don't know. What about you?
1: All right. Trying to be very careful here. For me, uh, just based on this episode, I think it's a tale of someone getting revenge on this crew. Um, there are people watching our crew. Like we even saw ten forward, a very little clip. Someone's watching Riker and Picard. Yep. Uh, someone is chasing Beverly. Yep. Beverly has all these mementos about her past. She sends a secret. She has a plan that she hopes the hell works, and then send a, a private message to a old cell phone, a communicator <laughs> that's twenty years old, and hope that Picard is, has it nearby. Um. Uh. And so I think someone is out for revenge on this crew for something that they see perceive as a slight, or was a slight. Hmm. And it's all—I mean, the season is all about getting the game back together again.
0: Just a slight, though.
1: No, no. Uh, some they feel that like they were wronged. Don't. They? Okay.
0: Yep. Hmm. So they yeah. Are that...
1: Or they—they they feel they were wronged or were wronged.
0: Well, that's interesting because the only real clue I feel that we have to the at least one of the villains' identity is the ship that shows up at the very end to capture Crusher's ship. We don't know who or what that is, and the only theory I have doesn't make sense in the timeline of the Federation universe, but... I mean maybe you already know because maybe you saw a trailer and I shouldn't ask but do you have any ideas who that ship belongs to or what it is That
1: ship the closest look is kind of old romulan
0: I was also thinking it's romulan
1: but it's also in an orange nebula um yeah so it also just looks like evil because it's pointy but The reason that we this romulan is because of uh, Star Trek 2009 Yes um, Nero's ship it was very pointy
0: so that is exactly the theory that I had, that this looks like a Romulan mining ship. Oh. Uh, but, th- but that doesn't make sense because Romulus has already been consumed by the supernova in this timeline. We saw that very clearly in the first season mm-hmm. of Picard. And it's that that point in the timeline where Nero goes back in time to try to stop it from happening, more or less. Mm-hmm. So it's not Nero. We know it's not Nero. And he wouldn't have any vendetta against Picard as far as I know but I do agree that there's something seemingly Romulan about this although they played a big role in the first season would they really go back to that well so soon?
1: I don't know I think if, if anything it's probably just a stolen Romulan ship mm. or, or but the other ships didn't align those little tiny ships didn't align with the Romulans so
0: true. The shuttle things. I don't think these are anything in the Federation database so it could be completely different I don't know
1: yeah, actually, we got little hints. Um, all we know is these people. Every time Beverly and her sign, we will get to that in a second—they um, uh, say they have different faces every time they see them.
0: Oh, I missed that line.
1: Yeah, uh, it was very at, near the end um, when they're um, when that ship is about to come reveal itself. He gotcha. That.
0: Okay. Huh. I wonder if they're actually coming from like different timelines. And so every variation causes them to change their appearance. That doesn't make sense. I don't know. They
1: have masks on. Uh, so yeah. I about them. It's Could also it be... like I've seen. I'm trying to like I've seen previews, but I still <laughs> don't. I know how this connects to them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, the only alien race we know that wears a mask all the time, I think, is the Breen, right? From yeah, DS9. These
1: are not that kind of mask. These ones are more theatrical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the Breen need their masks to survive in our environment. I don't know why these people were wearing their mask. I don't, it didn't seem necessary. Yeah. It seemed more mysterious.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I just think about the logistics of, all right, what are we going to look like today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wolf people, uh, monster people from tell r two, I mean, <laughs> <they're> like,
0: <laughs> Rigel six or Rigel seven. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we
1: did Rigel three last week. Let's try some of so again, we don't really we have hints, but we don't have clues.
0: That is like, a good way to put it. I like that. Um, so, which is fine it's, because it's only it's the first fine. episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we open or we open with seeing um Beverly has all these mementos from her time, um, or her life and her time on the Enterprise on the ship. There, I noted that she has um this comedy tragedy mask. She was a performer. She's a stage performer. Um, she had. I had to pause it when I was watching the second time. She had an award, making her the, her and the crew, uh, honorary citizens of Core Karoli Five. I'm like, what the heck was that? So I looked it up. It was the episode I had forgotten about. This episode called Allegiance, Allegiance, season three episode. Uh, it's where Picard got kidnapped by aliens, replaced with a doppelganger. Yes, and he wasn't quite right. And at one point, he even um, has a romantic dinner with Beverly and dances and so they should have a relationship and kisses her that's actually what clues her in that something's wrong um i don't know if there's anything deeper than that but uh yeah she had a lot of mementos from her life so she's clearly been obvious i mean we know she's been gone for 20 years but she's also clearly uh has a lot of mementos for her past too
0: which is interesting because when picard as a series was first proposed years ago they said you're not going to be seen everybody from the old show because how often do you see your friends from 20 years ago how often do you think about your life from 20 years ago you don't do that every day and here's crusher doing exactly that
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah
0: there was also an audio clip in that opening sequence going over her mementos uh with the
1: bird uh, right
0: yeah about picard hiding in a nebula do you recall that being a specific episode
1: i don't remember top of my head i've had to look it up like, I don't remember the Enterprise hiding from the Borg unless it, was, it wasn't it was even the rogue Borg ship because they went and found lore right away. Uh, and so the Borg weren't chasing them. They were always, I'm probably forgetting something. I just don't remember them hiding in a nebula.
0: Right. I, it's, it almost sounds like something Voyager would do.
1: Yeah. And it, it probably happened. I just don't uh, remember.
0: Yeah. The, 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 the timber of Picard's voice in that recording was from a TNG episode. It didn't sound like old Picard. Yeah. So, so, I don't I don't think they've recorded something new just for this, but...
1: What? Why? Oh, hmm. Did? Oh, did? No, because he was... I was thinking, was it from the Best of Both Worlds? Did they hide for a little bit before he was captured? Because, like, okay. So, the reason I'm here, the train, was because she sent a private message with an encryption based on Best of Both Worlds when he was captured. And so, like, was she thinking about that era and then... Uh listening to logs and say, okay, this is how I'm going to send a secret message to um JL so he'll get the other crew involved as well.
0: Yeah, I I have so many questions about that hidden message. Uh Picard's home computer couldn't figure out where it was coming from. <laughs> it's like it's not that hard. If a human can figure it out, certainly a computer can. And uh, this Hellcat virus is that? Was that the name of it? Hellcat.
1: Hellbird.
0: Uh, Hellbird. Uh, that you're right. I'm sorry. So yes. I have two issues with that. One is she says do not involve anybody from Starfleet, and so he immediately goes to Riker, who's in Starfleet. And also beyond that, they then go and steal a Starfleet vessel with a full yes. Starfleet crew and bring them to the nebula. I was like, oh my god, how are you this bad at listening to Beverly? But- <laughs> But secondly, you, you made a good point. She sent a message that required Picard involve the rest of the crew. So like she, she even though she said don't trust anybody, she clearly meant you have to trust somebody because you're not going to understand well, I mean, this message. Don't
1: take, it too she, don't take it too literally. She means don't trust anybody. That's not someone you know.
0: I guess. Uh,
1: to me, that's it was no question. You could trust your crew they are your friends for 20 years, 30 years, you know, to me, that did not mean that, but I can see how you think that, but I didn't take it literal in. Okay. Just a solo mission.
0: Cause I, I, did take it literally. Cause there are perhaps not in star Trek, but there's, you know, literature, science fiction, fantasy. It's rife with examples of people who are the good guys for a long time. And then they uh-huh. go bad. Like look at the end of the very first Dr. Strange movie. There's uh, I forget his name, but like Dr. Strange's assistant. Decides there's too many magicians in this world and he's going to go bad or, or Willow in in Buffy season six or Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern, you know, so you, you, you can't trust anybody because <laughs> people do turn bad. Or,
1: or uh, the entire Mission Impossible one film.
0: Oh. D- yes, that's, that is such a terrible movie. <laughs> um <laughs> In terms of how it respects or doesn't respect the original TV show, because mm-hmm. the TV show was about a team working together. And hey, let's start by killing the team and making this a Tom Cruise yeah. movie. Um, but also, my other objection to Hellbird is so we never saw in the best of both worlds that the Borg infiltrated the Enterprise's navigation system. Like that seems like a big deal that we should have known about. And also, when they finally did gain access to the Enterprise's navigation system, what they did was add three to everything. That's not a virus. That's a prank. <laughs> I mean, come on, Borg. You can do better.
1: Uh, you're just testing the water, I guess. How stupid are these people?
0: <sighs> We've never really seen the Borg infiltrate computers like we did at the end of the most recent season of Lower Decks when mm-hmm. the AI went off the rails and started killing everything. Uh, you know, that's... That's uh, prodigy.
1: Was oh, it? Yeah, and the lower decks. They both did it.
0: Oh, yeah. you're right. I was.
1: You're right. Nope, I, nope, nope. We both got there. Just a different. We're good.
0: Yeah. We're good. Well, when, I said lo- when I said lower decks, I meant lower decks, but you're right. Prodigy did it too.
1: <laughs> I had forgotten lower decks did it anyway.
0: Yes. Uh, so, did,
1: so, did, so did Discovery.
0: <laughs> yeah, with it's control. Yeah, but we never really saw that with the Borg. The Borg never mm-hmm. took over computers, really.
1: I mean, to be honest, I think it's more of an era thing you didn't really think about those things when they're making best of both worlds. And so like, I, I think it was more of a, this is a show made in a different time. I think the Borg would have, hmm. uh, if it was made to, if they were introduced today, they would have.
0: That's a good point. I mean,
1: they even hint at it here, which I think is going to be a major issue in the season. A seven made an offhand comment about how things are automated now. Um, oh, that's and right. It's like, shouldn't you go to tell them about 9.9? Uh, uh she made a hint about how things are connected or are connected now and with beverly sending a message to an ancient communicator it's like she knows this i feel somehow and is making sure she's on a secure channel so someone who knows doesn't or won't or who could know won't know um, i think somehow it's connected
0: interesting i hadn't thought of that two,
1: uh picard i can even go a little bit further they mentioned how the stargazer because i just watched this episode again um, in preparation um uh seven's uncomfortable on the stargazer because it's the first of of new line of ships that use borg technology
0: yeah and you and i discussed briefly when the trailer for this picard season came out that i'm surprised they're not just reusing that ship because they made a point of it being built with Borg technology, that seems like it has a lot of plot potential. And like, no, let's go to the, is it the Titan?
1: Yeah, it's so funny. Watching season two opener and then this, them watching, walking back on the same set, acting like it's a whole new ship. Like <laughs> like the exact same scene. They had um, Seven meet up with Picard in front of the airlock. And it had the exact same paneling on the side. <laughs> and then here, the exact same scene. Starts exact same way. They go to the same bridge that's been a little redressed, but uh, acting like it's all whole new. And like, yeah. we were just here like a week ago filming.
0: <laughs> well, not only that, but all three seasons of Picard start the same way, with Picard at his vineyard getting a message that he's the only person who can help.
1: You're right. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. the first yeah.
0: season was an android. The second season was the Borg. The third season is Crusher. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm disappointed not only at that lack of originality, but this time. He, well, I guess all three times, but especially this time, he has a former Romulan Tal Shiar who is with him when he gets the message. And she says, oh, you go off and have fun. I'll wait for you. I'm like, oh, my God, Romulan Tal Shiar, you have skills. You can she's, join this mission.
1: She's. I would love to have Laris. I was so surprised they even brought her back, but she was already in set because they filmed these seasons back to back. Uh I didn't expect that. Um uh so I actually I started tearing up seeing that. I was very happy. But uh yeah, she gave her like as a former tsheyar, uh you need to do this. Uh but she but, uh I could see why she didn't. Well she's like I got to go. I can't be back until the last episode of the season to be there when you come. So my plot point needs me to go away. Um but I wish they would have found space to bring her along.
0: Uh, yeah. Because she has so much potential as a character, as a plot device, as as everything. Like she, Um, she she has this rich history and skill set and relationship uh, with Picard that we haven't really uh, seen develop.
1: Which I think one of the reasons why uh, leads to someone who they're not bringing back. It's going to be this is a spoiler, not but not a spoiler. I saw an article this week that they were actually considered having Naomi Wildman in the season. That'd be great. And they realized like we have. 73 people who need plots we can't have her uh as well uh and so like i see why they cut her and cut orla uh as being uh laris like we have the entire cast plus raffi plus seven uh <laughs> like we gotta cut our losses somewhere
0: i'm already disappointed that rios is not in this season i know why he's not but i would love to see rios and Riker sit down at the poker table together
1: It'd be so good maybe so good yeah but um
0: it- Did you hear about the uh, season three premiere that they had uh, for the whole cast Mm -hmm. and Bonnie Gordon, a friend of the show and Star Trek prodigy actor was there and she tweeted about it. And also Will Wheaton wrote a nice Tumblr post about it. I don't know if you saw any of this.
1: I can tell us. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the premiere was the first two episodes Mm -hmm. and Will Wheaton was there of course and at one point in the evening I forget if it was before or after the premiere they you know th- there was speeches and they said to the cast of Picard yeah everybody stand up and so everybody but Will Wheaton stood up because he's not in this season and he was like you know what this isn't about me this is about them even even though it hurts even though I had that great cameo in season 2 I'm just going to be happy for them. So he was sitting there clapping and applauding and the whole TNG cast is up there. And at one point he and Jonathan Frakes catch each other's eyes and Jonathan Frakes looks stunned. And he's like, Will, what are you doing sitting down? Get up here. <laughs> and, and Will's like, well, it's not about me. And, you, and John's like, you know what? You're right. It's about us and you're part of us. So get up here. And so, Will we stood up and, uh, yeah, it's so beautiful. He, yeah, it was a very emotional moment for him. And he says mm-hmm. that Jonathan Frakes was in a lot of ways, the father he never had.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was a great blog post. Uh, one good reason to stay on Tumblr uh, or read his blog. He puts it on Tumblr too.
0: There are a lot of reasons to stay on Tumblr. There are
1: a lot. I said, it's one good reason. I didn't say the, the okay. reason.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I apologize. I take it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other reason, full disclosure being that I work for the company that makes it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, if anybody wants to sign up for Tumblr for free, let me know.
1: I don't want to get those double badges.
0: Um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, I, I love that they did that. Anyway, uh, I, I actually I, I actually don't have any uh, influence or sway or stake in Tumblr, but I work with the people who do, and they're just having so much fun these days. <laughs> oh.
1: All right. Let's go talk about the Titan a little bit.
0: Um, yeah, one, what was about the Titan? I for a oh, joke.
1: Oh. I was waiting for... Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Sorry, sorry. One more thing, uh, just to go roughly in order. They That's were... Cool, <laughs> 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 we need to circle back to that. So they were in 10 the bar. And speaking oh, of characters that they didn't bring back, Guinan... Guinan! Like, uh... it would have it been almost effortless to have her just make a cameo, just like Laris did, say, hey, good to see you. Go off on your adventure, but I'm here because this is my bar, I feel yeah. like that was an oversight, and you know clearly it was not an accidental one. But oh, I was expecting to see her.
1: Right, right. Um, and no one wants the fat one. <laughs> I love the little charm of, of um, yeah, uh, uh, that little scene and uh, Will the, having fun with that.
0: They're basically Christmas tree ornaments, uh-huh. just like you and I a have.
1: Model line you can get um, uh, that you can buy, but apparently this company—I don't know if the company is troubled. Or if the supplies are so low that people that the prices are so marked up, but I saw people complaining about it, and it's an actual light of models you can buy.
0: Oh, that's cool, but nobody wants them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like there's the supply chain is so low, right? Uh, if I recall, I could be wrong. But
0: also, I was disappointed in uh, two things. One, Picard says I haven't seen Crusher in twenty years. And I was like, we like to pretend that all these people are still friends and have you know just mm-hmm. continued. The camaraderie that they built in TNG and that didn't happen, and it reminds me of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Did you see that one?
1: I've never never got around to it.
0: Oh well, uh, there's a well, there's a similar divide. You know, th- I mean, this is not the first ten minutes of the movie where one of the Ghostbusters hasn't spoken to the others in twenty years, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a reason for that, as, as you find out. But I, I hope that Crusher has a good reason. And, but also, Riker says that. Deanna and their kid wouldn't mind some time away from him. And I found that disappointing because we've been rooting for them for like 35 years. And now their relationship is on the rocks, which might be an exaggeration. But also, she's going to be in this season. So, I don't know.
1: A lot of people took that. I took that as maybe him being like, he's got a thing coming up and he's being annoying. (laughs) And they're like, oh, finally some time away from Will. But he did not smirk, which I was waiting for. So, I don't know. I don't know if there's actually something on the rocks, or they're just having a hard time with their um, child who's dead still, or if he's just um, uh, the kid who died. Um, No,
0: I I get it, but (laughs) or or if he's just
1: uh, yes, I know, I don't, I don't know how to word it. Uh, Or if he's just being annoying because he has to give a speech soon, and he's and they're like, "Go, Will, get out of (laughs) here."
0: I don't know. It could be any of those things, and we'll find out because she's going to cool. be in this season. But yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. You were saying about the the Titan.
1: Titan. So I love the ship porn. I love seeing um, space dock again. Uh, it was kind of cool seeing the big, huge space station. We haven't seen that since the movies, um, or or one of the sh- uh, TNG anyway. Um, wow. What do you think of the Neo Constitution class?
0: neo constitution in uh the tos that was constitution right
1: uh-huh
0: yeah i mean enterprise. i think it, the, the original enterprise no bloody a b c or d correct i thought the titan looked cool and this is the same one that riker showed up in at the end of lower deck season one right
1: no uh yes and no it's been refit so much it doesn't look anything like the original
0: but it uh, is still the, yeah. the titan right
1: they alluded to basically... It's been changed so much that it... No. <laughs> they, they changed its class entirely. Basically took out... Like, they, you got the insides and they redid the outside completely. It doesn't even look like they tightened from the show. It hmm. barely does. Um, uh, Man, this ship... It's taking me a bit. Uh, um, First time I saw that... I'm like... Huh. That sure is a hero ship, alright. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the second time I watched that clip on YouTube of showing off the Titan, like, okay. I can get into this. I can get used to this. And then it showed a side profile shot again. I'm like, nope, this is going to take a little longer.
0: <laughs> what don't you like about it?
1: And, and the last thing I don't like is taking me some bit to get used to this whole I love the classic design. And I can I can explain away that there is some love going on in, in Starfleet design where we're going to go uh, take nods to our yesteryear. We had the whole Frontier Days. This is a perfect ship. We have a Neo-Constitution that looks a little bit like the classic ships, but then we're going to also make it new. And and it just looks goofy, having the Constitution-class saucer with a modern um hull. It uh, just felt a little weird at first. I'm getting more used to it, and that third watch, when I watched it again, the show, or the third time I saw that scenes when I watched it again this morning, like, okay. I'm getting into this. But it's taken me a bit. It's taken me a bit. It's, it just looks goofy. Effort. Well, just
0: just wait until they detach the nacelles.
1: <laughs> um, God, that's still discovery. You didn't need to do that. But, um, <laughs> um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But then um, it's so dark. I was waiting for Ricard to make a joke like, turn on the light, seven.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Now that you mention it, that's true. It was not well lit.
1: But I still think it's beautiful in its own way. It's just see the bridge, too. It's just turn on a damn light. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I love seeing Jordy's daughter, one of his daughters, um, which is it? Lavar's actual daughter.
0: So I saw a photo of Lavar's actual daughter on the set and she was I wearing think a, two. Are they both on this show?
1: Yes, but we haven't seen the other one yet.
0: I see. Because the one I saw was wearing a different color uniform, so when his mm-hmm character's daughter showed up i was like oh that must not be his real life daughter because she plays somebody else but they both are Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's pretty Um, cool
1: uh yeah miko will show up later uh she's on she used to be she's on a lot of things um tv wise or hosting like game wise she was in overwatch league for one season as a host she is uh does stuff with critical role a lot She's even been on critical role um she's hosted various gaming events like um uh and so, yeah, she, she's a known, she's been around.
0: You know, it's funny. I, this is a realization I had when I met LeVar Burton at a Star Trek convention in Boston, which is, I always thought of LeVar Burton specifically of all the characters on that show as like somebody I wish I could have as an older brother. Cause he's just so cool. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I met him and he was talking about his kids and I was like, wait a minute, you're not the cool older brother. You're the cool uncle. <laughs> like, like I'm closer in age to your kids than I am to you. It's like, oh man,
1: LeVar Burton's daughter Mika is his real daughter. The one who we saw is an actress playing Jordy's daughter. Uh, I keep spitting out like I was like when I was sitting here questioning like, wait, I keep saying this wrong. Um, LeVar Burton has one daughter. Oh, there's two people playing it. I, I keep saying this, anyway, I keep correcting myself. And after like ten minutes later, like, wait, no, I just said that wrong actress that we saw today in the first episode is not his real life daughter but his actual daughter will show up um lavar burton's actual daughter will show up in a future episode mika burton
0: got it okay yeah i knew mika was in the show somewhere and i yeah, didn't think definitely. that was her in this episode and i was right no, no
1: you're okay right. i just keep I keep accidentally saying both are even though i know it's not true uh i just keep every time I just get so excited that I just like, keep uh, tripping over my own words, but no, well, it's just a correction there.
0: Well, I wonder why they didn't have Mika plane crash La Forge. So they
1: have Another role for her.
0: I guess. I hope it's a good role because she's
1: not in all oh, a spoiler. She's not in red. So she probably won't die right away. <laughs> she isn't still, so, she is in TNG gold, which was the red shirt color. So who knows?
0: Look, It's kind of like how Chris doing. I think he played his, so that's the son of James Dewan who uh-huh. played Scotty on TOS. I'm pretty sure Chris Dewan played Scotty on some of those Star Trek New Voyages fan films. Yes,
1: Star Trek continues. He played a great job as Scotty, uh, yeah. his dad. And also, I highly recommend watching those, even though the person who plays Captain Kirk is a kind of a douche uh, in real life. Those are very good shows and a great send off to see T- TOS.
0: So noted. And uh, uh, as a brief aside, did you see that they are building a TNG set up in Ticonderoga, New York?
1: Yeah, we talked about that, and that's exciting.
0: Yeah, this is the same place where I went to see the TOS set last summer. We talked about it then. I got to meet William Shatner. And the TNG set, I guess it's not open to the public until this fall, but they are working on it. They're not going to be shooting episodes, which is why they built the TOS episode sets but I guess this is just for fun and you can go see those starting later this year. Awesome.
1: Yeah. No one ever asks, like, Hey, can we go to ops DS 9s (laughs) ops, man? I would love to walk around ops. No one does that.
0: I I want to go to satanious ops.
1: Yes. yes. Uh, back to the the Titan. Yes. Uh, Shaw
0: is a racist,
1: a racist. Uh, uh, he tries to, he forces seven to detonate herself. Um,
0: Oh, crap. I hadn't, I mean, I knew that was problematic. I hadn't thought of it in that exact frame of mind. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, I always wondered if Seven wanted to reclaim her human identity. And uh, this episode made clear that she does not. And you're right. That's, I mean, even Ensign Row Lairn, she made a point of saying, no, most Bajorans bastardize their names to accommodate. Federation standard but no my first Name is last and my last name is first and I'm gonna stick to that and Picard was like cool You can even wear an earring Uh, By seven of nine she can't Even have her own name
1: right Nope she uh He's a douchebag that way the only thing he's got Going for him the only thing Is that for his point of view Picard Is a bad who just uh, He's got his bad episode of the week here (laughs) You get this Admiral who just comes up and say hey I'm gonna do My own thing Imagine every other episode of or Star Trek. That's the worst thing is when an admiral is, comes on and tries to take over your ship.
0: And he wasn't even a very good admiral. Like he was bad at it.
1: <laughs> he is, but, but I just, I just like the thought of, "Yep, Tasha, this is his admiral episode."
0: Still, though, there are some things that you can't chalk up to that, like him starting dinner early because, oh, your reputation preceded you so far into the oh, room. No, 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 I just thought
1: I wasn't apologizing.
0: Yeah. Okay, just making I, sure. I don't
1: make it clear. I was just making. I thought it was oh. funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're on the same page.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. No, he doesn't even he doesn't even go down to meet uh, Picard and Riker when they appear. Uh, uh, he knows something's up. Is that ra- random admiral shows up and like, hey, uh, let's uh, go take a cruise?
0: <laughs> yeah, but even if something wasn't up, he would still be a jerk. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Because of the way he treats Seven is independent of the way he treats Picard, and you know, I'm I'm disappointed that Seven hasn't had an easier lot because coming to terms with her Borg identity was a big part of last season and now she's not being allowed to do that and and that's not only disappointing for her but also from a storytelling perspective I feel like in some ways it's almost one dimensional that the only thing that's important about Seven is that she's ex-Borg like so is Picard but that almost rarely comes up in a meaningful way but for Seven. It's like everything at all the time. It's always your your former Borg. You have an implant. People see you a different way. Blah blah blah. What's your name? And I'm like, there's more to her than that. Like, if you were to take away that history of Seven, I think she like I want to know about Seven, the Fenris Ranger, which she alluded to this episode. That I, that's more interesting to me at this point in her life than Seven, the Xborg.
1: Borg. Now see, see that's how you that's how you ha- make, have easy villains is to hit that one note people who i mean that's gonna be my life forever that's every racist thing they only see the one thing they don't see the person behind it and uh so whatever someone brings that up that kind of stuff up you know that they're not a good person i mean it's an easy storytelling device but there's definitely more to seven and we know that
0: right right and i wish and like clearly you're correct that captain shaw is the bad guy for only seeing that one dimension of seven, but I wish the storytellers, the the writers would create opportunities for seven to demonstrate other aspects of herself.
1: Yeah. We just don't get enough seven and maybe if we can get a spinoff show, that'd be great.
0: <laughs> I agree with both statements you just made. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, this is a show about the TNG crew, sadly. Uh, I would love more space for seven. I just don't think she's going to be able to given that space.
0: What did you think of the moment when Picard introduced her to Riker?
1: Uh, I actually that was one of the moments I almost teared up because, <laughs> uh, I just like seeing her in that role and seeing her in uniform finally after all these years, they forced her into that little skin tight catsuit back in the day. Um, uh, seeing how she actually got that, it was a good moment. It was a beautiful moment.
0: Yeah, this is one of the reasons I try to avoid trailers is because it would have been a nice surprise to see her show up, but I knew it was her. Um, the, The actual introduction, though, it was not notable, but it was just neat as a fan to realize like, oh, these two characters have never met before, and we actually get to see them like... Formally introduced themselves. And that was just like, it was almost like a meet cute. I was like, oh, it's Riker oh. <laughs> in Seven. Like, this what? is. Because Riker, I mean, he showed up on an episode of Voyager when Q snapped him there. Uh, oh, I think that she was. wasn't I th- there yet. Yeah, that was pre and she 7 wasn't in the scene. Right. Uh, but then again, neither was um, Chekhov and Khan. Like, they never met. But that didn't matter when they did the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was just glad to. I'm looking forward to more moments like that because I presume Seven is going to be in the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, she'll be around. Um, Good. Um, I also appreciate the nod to Beta Cannon with a Titan crew. It was a very multi-species crew. Uh, the Titan in the books, was, was its, its big thing was to be not basically a mostly human ship. Oh. Uh, uh, they had uh, peoples of all planets on there, and you could see that in the crew here, too. Um, It was extremely uh, notable that it was not mostly human. If you look at them.
0: I have not read. I mean, I've read extensive Star Trek fiction, but mostly either TOS or anthologies. And neither of those went into the Titan at all. So I did not know Um, that.
1: Yeah. I've only ever read like the first book or two, whatever of the Titans adventures, but um, that was one of its neat things. Um, because you could do that in a book when you didn't have to worry about an animation budget or a CGI budget, right? Right. Uh, that's what they also had. Um, what, what's the people with um, Picard, his arms open, um, tenor, te-
0: the Tamarian,
1: Tamarian. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, they actually they had a crew member there. I think it was a doctor.
0: Really, on the Titan? Yeah, yeah. Huh? I thought lower decks was the first person. Beta to have. cannon. No, I get that, but huh, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Oh, also, uh, un- speaking of. The Titans' former captain. A good way to make Shaw the bad guy is to make him not like jazz.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> Had a, uh, um, and uh, yeah, he's gonna be a. I, th- man. Oh, oh god, I also got to kick up him. Basically, acting like Picard and Riker were cowboys. You know, don't pay attention to the rules. By the end of TNG, they did kind of ignore them a lot. But when Picard and TNG was around at first, it's like, you know, like man. He does things by the book when Kirk didn't. And now and Rolls now here first. he's like acting like these two are the cowboys and
0: mm-hmm. this guy is the
1: prim and proper one. I got a kick out of that. Like.
0: <laughs> I will say that Kirk did a much better job of stealing a Starfleet ship in The Search for Spock than mm-hmm. Picard and Riker are doing here.
1: I don't think they're stealing it. They're just I,
0: borrowing it. I think they should have stolen it because <laughs> Kirk did it better.
1: Really? Oh. Um... Kind of get stuck here, we're getting a little long on time. But we don't have much talk about left. Um,
0: I want to point out that I, you know, so talking about how racist Shaw is, and then Seven was clearly frustrated. Like, she said, like Picard, you and Janeway encourage me into this role, and all I get is people like Shaw seeing me as X Borg. I was like, maybe request a transfer as opposed to mutiny. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I, I like that she changed direction based on Picard's needs, without even knowing what they were. Like, she called him into observation and yelled at him, even though she'd already done what he wanted. And she's almost certainly going to lose her career out of that, unless it turns out that Captain Shaw is a... what? What's the equivalent of a bad admiral when you're a captain? A, a, uh, a bapton? Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe he's under control of something. I don't think so.
0: No, I don't think so uh, either.
1: Uh Oh, man. I actually... Her tearing up, breaking up, in that room I made mean, me about do that too when she's yelling at J.L. Mm-hmm. um rikers and then riker not knowing how close they are is also interesting um, that's true i, I, I talked to an admiral and like, no, it's i talked talk to my friend like, that was so good that was so good
0: <sighs> you know i thought and this is would have been easy to confirm by going back and watching previous episodes of picard i thought riker was an admiral at this point but um, he's not no I must have been thinking of the anti time future timeline from mm-hmm. All Good Things because he was, he was an admiral there.
1: Uh-huh. But
0: yeah, I was just surprised when they were kept talking about, like, oh, Captain Riker, Captain Riker. I was like, really? You've been to Starfleet this long and you're still a captain? I mean, on the That's other hand,
1: look, kept the GL.
0: <laughs> Well, look at how long it took Riker to go from first officer to captain. He kept turning down all those promotions.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. So, I kept doing it too.
0: And even uh Kirk said to Picard, don't let them put you behind a desk.
1: Uh-huh. Yep. I mean and, and Kirk was a captain for a long time too, and he got demoted for stealing a starship.
0: Yeah, he got demoted from Admiral to captain, which is exactly what he wanted. <laughs> so anyway, um, you go on.
1: Yeah, so uh we get to uh we get to this desolate part of the space, the Aegis Federation space, we get Beverly's ship and uh uh, suddenly, wow! There's a we find out she has a son.
0: Yeah, that's a huge slap in the face to Will Wheaton, in my opinion.
1: I, I something feels so weird about this. I don't know. They kept like he's got a British accent for some reason. Accents are not hereditary. I mean, they I, kind of alludes. Is this his? But like that kid is not twenty years old. That actor is not twenty years old. You think he's older? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I suspect a lack of biological relation as well.
1: Uh, but they kept hinting, like, yeah, I don't think so. I think some, and I don't think it's a ghost candle baby.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, what's up? How, how weird is it that you have this stasis pod with only controls on the outside? Like, you can't put yourself into a stasis pod? That's rather limited.
1: I don't know. I, I don't think about like I, I haven't thought about how stasis technology stasis technology works, in this, except for like alien. Yeah. You can get out if you need to, I guess.
0: Yeah, but he. I mean, I don't think this character is a bad guy. But I think there's more to there's a lot more to him than we have learned in this one short episode.
1: Yeah, we saw him for like what a minute total screen time. Yeah. Besides him screaming off camera. Uh,
0: he's clearly somebody that Crusher also. Values because she sealed him in that room at one point in an effort to protect him. But yeah, there, there's something. He may weird very there. much
1: be her son, but I don't know the connection yet, or adopted. I don't know. But uh, accents aren't hereditary, so I hope that's not where they're going with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, accents are based on where you grew up.
1: I learned this accent from listening to your logs, father. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh gosh! Oh gosh! I hope that this isn't some sort of like a like Crusher says, "Oh, I I I stole some of your DNA during your last scan, Picard," and
1: and I named him. <laughs> uh, I made a clone and sent him off to Romulus.
0: Right? Oh, not again! Not again! But even even in the opening moments, we saw Jack Crusher's name. In, yeah, she has uh, a lot
1: of mementos, like a bag of Jack Crusher.
0: A bag of Jack Crusher. <laughs>
1: It had his name across it.
0: Oh, oh, you can a ba- take that
1: literal if you want, but sorry,
0: I thought you were talking about his remains.
1: No, no, it just had his, his a b-
0: suitcase, a bag that belonged to Jack Crusher. Got it, sure. Okay,
1: <laughs> um, and so, like, I mean, all these mementos, which I thought was neat.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh um, like, uh, anyway, uh, not much more to go on there, except we got spiky ship comes out of a nebula. Um, we'll probably see who it said it is next week, which I'm interested in seeing your reaction.
0: Me too. <laughs>
1: when I, when I, if I if it's the person I think it's going to be anyway. Ooh.
0: We haven't spoken at all about Rafi. That's
1: the next thing I want to get in there. That's the opening joke. Now you're thinking with portals because holy <laughs> shite.
0: <laughs> okay. So I think that scene should have been the cliffhanger on which this episode ended because I found it truly horrifying. And right? it was ma- And I think what made it so was the fact that you could hear people screaming. Yes. Like in some ways, this reminded me of uh, the Avengers movie where the city floats up into the sky and then it crashes down.
1: I already forgot but, about that.
0: Yeah, but that city, like they evacuate all the people.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And so I think fatalities were kept to a minimum and we certainly didn't see them. Uh, Age of Ultron. That was the movie. But this one, like, it's just out of the blue. There's no warning. It took me a moment to realize what was happening. I thought it was just like something had exploded or imploded, but then uh-huh. I realized it was being teleported, and oh my God, that is...
1: yeah. The, these things stolen from the Daystrom instrument was a quantum... Who's it was it? Yeah. Uh, tunneling. It was basically the, warp, the quantum warp drive that Voyager had. Oh, okay. Uh, that tech, if I understood correctly. Yeah, holy crap. <laughs> uh, Raffi herself here, Michelle heard playing her as a junkie. Like, we get to see this part of Raffi that was before Picard started that we knew about but had never seen. Like, Michelle played that so well. Like, I, even know knowing better, still believed her. And I was like, did I miss here wrong? Like, did I misunderstand what's going on here? Like, I believed her even when I knew it wasn't true.
0: I believed her up until the moment when she offered the Orion more money because I realized she has to be funded by an outside source to have that kind of money. You know, up until that moment, I thought when she said she got drummed out of Starfleet, her girlfriend left her. I was like, well, why not? Crusher hasn't talked to Picard in 20 years. Deanna and Riker are on the rocks. Why not have bad crap happen to all of our favorite characters? So sure. (laughs) I believe that too. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You have money. Yeah. That's Starfleet's money.
1: Mm hmm. Uh but oh that was she's such a good actress. She is mm-hmm. amazing. Um and then her on um La Serena uh watching her like a an old video of her daughter. hmm Uh or, or granddaughter.
0: Granddaughter, because she met up with her son at Cloud City, I think.
1: This is a few years later. This is kind of implying. Um, uh that was just very really tender and sweet mm-hmm. and Uh, Her talking to her handler, which I think I know who it is. You think you know who it is?
0: I hadn't even thought about it. I didn't. For some reason, it didn't occur to me that it might be important.
1: I think based on the text wording, I think it's going to be Worf.
0: That's interesting.
1: You are a warrior. Uh, And the way he said, like, something like speak freely. Like Hmm. that is Worf. I think it's Worf.
0: But I thought he was an ambassador to the Klingon Empire.
1: At the end of ds9 that has been 20 years oh have you been watching the star trek logs
0: nope
1: they've been giving non-spoiler uh uh talks about what's going on in the last 20 years Ooh. um a little bit like even like the enterprise e what happened there the titan here and it's refit uh hmm. definitely check out these star trek logs uh there's some fascinating background information on people's how they got to where they are now without spoiling anything
0: oh i might need to watch that
1: uh, there There's a whole bunch of them, um so yeah i th- but they didn't say anything alluding that this is Worf. but uh in those star Trek logs uh but he is not he hasn't been an ambassador. I think he was there for maybe ten minutes in that role. Uh, I don't think even by the movies that he was the ambassador anymore hmm. uh, movies.
0: I will say that Starfleet intelligence is not very good at their job, right I'll give you two examples <laughs> one is. Uh Rafi was surprised that Starfleet Intelligence had her Starfleet record. Like, oh, you know I have a drug problem? I'm so surprised <laughs> by this. And second of all, well, brief tangent. If I were to ask a galactic computer, list all the big events, and it came back with only three? three I was like, yeah. that's a really good filter you got there. It's a uh, really
1: good AI to understand the relevance.
0: <laughs> right. But also... <clears throat> the Red Lady. I'm like, everybody is talking about Frontier Day. There are signs and 10 forward. Picard is giving a speech. And nobody thought that Red Lady might be, oh, this big red statue of Lady Captain Garrett of the Enterprise. Well,
1: apparently, uh, Raffi has not been paying attention to Galactic News or Federation News. <laughs> Maybe she's so deep that she's not even paying attention to what's going on in the outside world.
0: I'll give Rafi a pass at that, but she gave that information up the chain to her handler like right. other people should be working on this
1: is, is also like is this only a thing that her handler and her and no outside factors like this is interesting i guess we don't know enough but it feels weird doesn't it
0: it does and also the fact that she showed up just in time to see the attack
1: <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah it's on the same planet that she's on
0: very oh that explains something. Okay. Thank you. I didn't understand that. <laughs>
1: Which is very cleverly named Metalis, who is the showrunner.
0: Oh, I missed that.
1: Uh but they have a, an apostrophe, you get rid of a vowel or two here, and it's metalis. But uh nice. it's named after the showrunner.
0: Very cool. Uh, uh but
1: yeah, uh Rafi's amazing. Michelle Heard's amazing. Uh, Hurd's amazing. uh yeah. but she she had a very small part to play It's this very grand plan at the moment so far. Um uh and seeing the seeing the statue of rachel garrett was kind of neat like hey a nod to enterprise c hey.
0: yep yeah i like that
1: um yeah uh oh the end credits were amazing there are lots of little easter eggs and hints oh,
0: i love the end the credits i suspect they're going to become the opening credits oh well, maybe yep uh were there any particular easter eggs you want to call out
1: uh there was so many going on there i'm not gonna go but even when i watched it again this morning right before we started recording there was one for the titan that said um it was like a personnel review file and it had captain shaw and then commander redacted confidential 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 oh i
0: missed that so
1: is that a hint like seven's gonna be uh running away with picard and jl i don't know or is someone replacing her or is she a secret for some reason we don't hmm. know uh, another one um there was a part I'm talking about of and it kept flashing. Don't seek blame. Do not seek. And then the word cuts off. And it just said A N G. Then I repeat that. Do not seek. Do not seek blame. Do not seek A N G. We don't know. It was Part of another word.
0: Yeah, I think I saw that too.
1: And there was a bunch. There was a hint of the quantum tunneling. There was mm-hmm. a hint of, of various things. Like there was a music uh, uh, piece in there. There, there's so many that I'm not going to list them all off. But you just go watch Google or YouTube card and credits you can see so much on there
0: there was one that i took the time to look up i think it was a record for the ship the uss constance and according to memory alpha that was the first mention of that ship in those credits okay
1: oh yeah there was a mention, mention to uh the fleet museum that's where geordie's at it was mentioned in the show oh yeah mentions that um there's um a mention of a holodeck program for 10 forward holodeck safety protocols off
0: yep i saw that too
1: uh and so like um I'm like, are these, It feels like these are hints of things that come and that we'll know their importance when we see them again.
0: I mean, that's certainly true in discovery sequence.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Uh, speaking of Easter eggs, there was one I want to ask you about at the very beginning of the show when he is packing up his belongings from the vineyard, from mm-hmm. the estate, and he picks up something out of his desk and says, these are memories. Was that the Resican flute?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I just would have thought he would have it in a more protected environment as opposed to just sitting on his desk where somebody might accidentally sit on it.
1: I mean, they were, they were uh, packing things up and so I'm guessing everything's out and getting ready. That's true.
0: Of course, the actual flute was auctioned off years ago at the, it's a wrap auction. It's
1: possible they got it back. They've done that before for the other piece. Really? It's also possible they made a prop. I mean,
0: probably cheaper. I don't remember if I mentioned this last year, but did you know the TOS set in Ticonderoga, New York, has an actual prop from Enterprise on it? And at first I thought, well, like you can't mix shows like that, but then I remembered, oh wait, Enterprise is before TOS, so that you can do that.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. And, they... uh, and, and that bridge, well, uh, not that specific one, but they had uh, the, the TOS bridge showed up on Enterprise too, but in the Defiant.
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, yes, more in, in darkly, um, things like that. And they, I think they, I think uh, during the Q and went to when I went to that set tour, they said that one of the set designers or something saw the Defiant on Enterprise and went to the Ticonderoga, New York set and was asked which you know who did it better, and he's like, "You guys in New York did. This is so much better than what we had on Enterprise. So much more accurate." Oh.
1: Oh, for sure. They just had. They I mean they had to do something for a quick little bit. Uh, right. Enterprise, like here, is a standing thing. Um, in uh, TNG, when Scotty was there, that was if... a fan created thing that they got permission to use. I didn't know that. It was a uh, only a partial set. I think. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm mixing up some stories. But like they've used fan props before in Star Trek. Is what I'm getting at. Even if oh. I was wrong about the specific one. Hmm. So uh, that would be neat if they got the Ruskin flute back. <laughs> for also the, the Ruskin flute. If you look up that scene on YouTube, you can tell that. It's not his hands. It's his hands. It is so weird. <laughs>
0: it's something that you can't unsee.
1: You know it. Now, yeah. Now
0: now somebody has told me. Great. Uh, one, one more prop on the Ticonderoga set. In Kirk's quarters is a little uh-huh. golden box that actually is from his quarters from the 60s TV show. Oh, neat. And when Shatner was there, which he does twice a year, he was just back there in November. Uh, the first time he saw that, he was like... Where did you get that? Because apparently he had stolen it off the set and then like had given it to a friend. And then through multiple exchanges, it finally ended up in Ticonderoga. And he was like, Uh people aren't supposed to know that I stole that. (laughs) (laughs) So he was a, he was less than, he was uh, a little alarmed to see it there, (laughs) but Anyway, overall feeling about this episode and what it portends for the season?
1: Uh, I am excited, but every first episode on each new show is I am. <laughs> uh, so this time I'm going on a little more reserved, but I am excited at what might come. How about you?
0: Similarly, cautiously optimistic. Uh, you know, the the first two episodes of last season were great. Uh, Two years ago, it was just great, not two years, two seasons ago, it was great to see Picard back in action for the first time in ages. I love that he has peers of his age now. Like, I love he and Riker quipping about, oh, as long as we don't have to shoot or move it, we'll be fine.
1: (laughs) That was so good. That was so good.
0: Like, my hands are cramped up. My knees are killing me. Like, this is not (laughs) the next generation. This is the previous (laughs) generation. (laughs) You know, I feel like this episode's title was very much tongue-in-cheek. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good recovery, Emerald.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or or even when he said, like, Captain? I'm sorry, old Havis Diehard. <laughs> yeah. uh, it'd be great to see them even put on their old uniforms, which I don't think we're going to see, but we know that no. Picard has his.
1: Yeah, they're not oh. going to. I think that was their demand of Jean-Luc, or Patrick Stewart. I'm not putting that on again.
0: <laughs> By the way, is it I don't know if this has always been true and I've just never noticed it, but Riker is just a bear of a man.
1: Yes, he Yeah, he's a tall, huge person.
0: And I don't mean that in a negative fashion. I just feel like, like if he hugged me, first of all, he would envelop the entirety of me. And secondly, he could crush me.
1: Yeah, uh, that's why he did the Riker maneuver, because he was so tall that he would put his leg up over the short ch- uh, chairs that they had on set.
0: Oh, uh, is that why? Uh huh. Yeah. It's so cute
1: seeing uh, Will, Will Wheaton talk about that in his blog post. Like, he used to do that because he had, um, he looked, at, idolized um, Jonathan Frakes so much that Will Wheaton would do that too as um, Crusher.
0: Aw. Wait, did Will, did, did Crusher, did he do that on the show? Did he sit Apparently like right there?
1: Maybe he never got something on air, but he said he would do that anyway. Oh, okay. Because uh, he looked up to Jonathan Frakes. I, I, if he did on the show, I don't remember. But he said that he did it because he looked up to Jonathan Frakes so much.
0: That makes sense. But for some reason, I never got that physical impression of Riker when he was on TNG. This feels They're new. very
1: good with the cameras, aren't they?
0: <laughs> yeah. And like, and I'm, I'm trying not to say that in the last 20 years he's gained weight because I don't think that's true. Uh, but he just seems... Like he has more presence now than he did 20 Uh, years ago.
1: He's a very powerful presence, isn't he?
0: (laughs) How tall is Jonathan Frakes? I'm going to see like (laughs) 5'2". Oh, God, I'm in Hungary. So Google tells me he's 1.91 meters.
1: Oh, I don't know space points. Translate (laughs) that into American.
0: (laughs) Uh, Six feet, three inches. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh by the way, uh you and I were chatting before the show about how I am in Budapest, and there is a statue here to Columbo of all people. And then you and I, well, I discovered and you reinforced the fact that there was a spin off that lasted for thirteen episodes called Mrs. Columbo, starring Kate Mulgrew. Uh
1: huh, uh huh,
0: uh huh. <laughs> she was only twenty four years old at the time.
1: Still young. So I, know,
0: I had no idea. She,
1: she was older than Kess um, Jennifer Lee when she was on Voyager.
0: Oh. Wow. Yeah. So I need to go watch Mrs. Colombo on YouTube. Clearly.
1: Uh, I don't know if you need to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need to see the opening sequence. How's that?
1: There you go. There you go. All
0: right. Cool. Anything else?
1: I got nothing more. On Picard. I'm hopeful, and uh, expectations low. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know how many podcast episodes we're going to do. We were th- thinking maybe like every other episode of Picard. Uh, yeah. But we'll play, we'll play it by ear. You know, we'll certainly be here to talk more. But the frequency mm-hmm. is TBD. But I hope our listeners tune in whenever we're on the air.
1: Yeah. So until next time. Wait, no, you got to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't set myself up. It just sounds weird.
0: You killed me. <laughs> <laughs> until next time.
1: Hit it. Five, six, seven, eight.
0: (laughs) No, I like rhythm. I like meter. I like keeping tempo. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes and keep your hailing frequencies open by following us on Twitter at TransporterLock or subscribing to our podcast and email newsletter at transporterlock.com.